Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Feels like a, a really, you know, good vibe around the group. I think we've got a lot of guys that like to talk baseball. It, it's very evident, you know, the baseball conversations are ongoing. Mm-hmm. These guys knowing what they want to do and talking winning baseball. Those are the things that I think just kind of when those things are really organic and, and happen amongst the group, it, it makes my job really easy. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 to the score. Zach Zabeman filling in for David today, and we are delighted to welcome in the Cub skipper. He is David Ross. He joins us as all guests do on the score hotline, presented to you by Soda Weight Loss. Visit SodaWeightLoss.com. That's S-O-T-A. David, good morning. How are you? Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? Oh, we're doing great, and it's a joy to talk to you, and it's uh, – it's a lot of fun to talk to you when your team has expectations. We haven't seen you guys have to deal with that. You've been through a, a dark uh, period maybe, but now everybody in town kind of pumped up and expecting big things. It's a little different, isn't it? Yeah, it's a good vibe around camp. I mean, you know, I think the expectations internally are always extremely high and um, you know, you try to get the most out of everybody, but we've got, I mean, names and hardware and, guys with uh, real awards, uh, championship caliber players that uh, have proven on the biggest stage. So definitely exciting, good vibe around camp. Guys are um, into the routines, um, bringing good energy and understand what it takes to get prepared for 162. Hey, Rossi, has the routine changed because of all the new rules that are going to be implemented, meaning are drills different getting ready for all the new stuff that's going to take place? Yeah, I mean, we're we're going over the new rules, so we've, so we've had two meetings on just making sure we're locked in on what the, the you know, uh, language of the rules are and, and what the intention is. And, and then we're, the live BPs are set to clocks. Um, we're making sure that we're calling guys out on, they're not in the box on time as far as hitters and just making sure they know, um, you know, first day, like a guy like Justin Steele, one of his tendencies was, to get the ball and rub it up on the mound. You know, you can buy yourself a couple of extra seconds to if you get that ball off the dirt and, and in the grass and, you know, go through some of your um, nuances to get ready to, to pitch. So just finding that new rhythm of our game, the uh, I think the, seek, the, the, I guess the rhythm is what I'm trying to say uh, that we all play at. There's a, there's a rhythm to what's going on in our game, it's going to have to pick up just a little bit, and the guys are getting used to that. Do you do you like the new rules? Is there any one you like more than others? Um, you know, I think I'm a big wait and see guy. It, they are the new rules, and I, I haven't felt them yet. I haven't. We hadn't gotten games quite yet. That starts tomorrow. We'll start to feel some of those, um, what those feel like. And you know, I'm a wait and see. I think the product on the field from everything that I've heard is the pace of the game and, you know, getting games in and under three hours is, 
has been a priority for a little bit and the, the fans' attention span and how the game is played. I think we'll see a lot of action. Um, I actually love the the no-shift stuff and letting the athletes play. There will be more hits go through. It's going to elevate some of the, the defensive stuff we'll see, and I think that's exciting for our game, and it'll actually probably get more guys on base with these guys that hit the ball on the ground to one side. You've got a bunch of fielders over on one side of the field. Um, I think that's exciting. Now, if it plays in our favor, I'm always going to be in, in favor of it. And if it, if it hurts us, I'm going to hate it. So that's just kind of the competitor in me. Do you think that, at least from a catching standpoint, do you think, and you talked about action, are we going to see more stolen bases? Because I know you were kind of forced to to let your team run a lot more last year because of the lack of power. Do you think just naturally, based on these rules, we're going to see more of that? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I do think that. I think the minor league numbers show that. Stolen bases have gone up. Um, you know, I think getting to the next base is, is important to me, and especially if you don't have the home run hitters. Like you said, we didn't have a whole lot of those guys last year, just a, a lineup full of thumpers like we did when I first started um, managing. So I think you adjust to your team, but I think as far as the league goes, you know, from everything I've heard, stolen base went up in the minor leagues. I would assume that would trend – um, you know, kind of transcend up to us and 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 be one of those things that teams are going to look at. You know, you got to got a little bit closer to the base. Those bang bang plays may be safe instead of out. Uh, David, I'm curious when you think about um, the middle infield defense and the way that uh, that you're anticipating these guys playing together. We we had talked about what is essential for winning baseball with the new rules. And one of the things, obviously, you're going to have two shortstops in the middle infield. Um, and that's kind of exciting because I, I think when we watched you guys win a World Series, you had, like, historic defense. So maybe it's uh, it's hearkening back to those days. Yeah, I mean, I think the way I see it is we, we do – have elite defense up the middle, you know, belly and center also add to that. I think our catching group is, is some of the better defensive um, catchers in our game, you know, Tucker Barnhart, two gold gloves, Jan Gomes, a finalist, you know, three times. Um, I, you know, I think defense, you can bring every single day. I think defense based running fundamental baseball is important. Pitching and defense, I think is, is a priority for me and, and we're built that way. And, um, you know, we we had a really nice second half as far as our pitching staff last year. Um, so building on that, some guys still coming and and continue to you know get better. We've got we've got always got to be pushing to get better, and I think we've got championship caliber players at the plate. But you know, I think you can bring defense every single day, and you know, hitting is kind of a little bit volatile. It, it comes and goes for each guy, and and you're going to have have waves of that. But um, I think pitching and defense should something that, that steadies us throughout, you know, the, the course of the season. Molly described this as uh, a dark period for you the last couple of years as the Cubs were retooling. But but from a managerial standpoint, and I know there's this talk that, you know, managers don't have as much of an emphasis in the game today as they did back in the day. But with you, where did you get better as a manager because of what transpired the last two years? Uh, I think just I think I evolve every single day, every game, every experience um, makes me better. The, the thought process, the things I have to work through, um, the patience you have to have, the implementing things that are important to a young group with with 
not as much winning experience. And um, I think one thing looking back on and seeing young guys get better and um, me prioritizing and my staff prioritizing areas that we want to improve on and watching them go out and, and do those things and it helping us have a better second half. Um, and then, you know, the players being bought in and, and not giving up on a season where we're 20 games out, they continue to fight every single day. Those are the things that um, you look back on and you, you're proud of, but you understand like there was real, real significant growth. And um, I've got to continue to find those areas to continue to help us get better and push the guys forward in all that I believe. And um, I think, you know, looking back and, and on the last couple of seasons, I think my, my patience grows every single day and understanding that, you know, it's, we want perfection. We're always going to be striving for perfection, but uh, it's not a perfect game. It's an imperfect game. We're imperfect people. And um, you get good, talented group pushing all in the right direction. That's the, that's the, that's the way to start it. Uh, David, um, Ken Rosenthal, the athletic, he wrote a story about Wilson Contreras and in it, there were a lot of anonymous quotes and, some anger from Wilson in response, but in it he wrote uh, Contreras' approach occasionally frustrated Cubs manager David Ross, a former catcher, and the team's coaching staff, according to sources. He said that Contreras uh, prepared. He worked hard, but he did not always prepare and work the way the coaches wanted. What's your response to that? Yeah, I mean, I I read that article. Somebody sent me that. Um, You know, I don't think that there's much, I didn't see any facts in there that, that Ken wrote and I respect Ken's ability and, and what he's done in this game. But, um, I love Wilson. I, I don't have any bad things to say about Wilson. Um, and I would, you know, as a former catcher, I would, I would give real pause to anybody questioning game calling and preparation. Um, unless you've caught, um, you should never be commenting on those things. I, I think Wilson's a championship caliber catcher. That's why, uh, he got such a big contract. I think, uh, the industry showed you what kind of worth he has. And, you know, he's a brother for life for me, World Series brother. Um, I don't have any negative things to say about Wilson. That guy went out every single day and played hard, um, played for this organization extremely hard, was a part of a lot of winning here. So, um, you know, without bashing anybody that, that writes stuff, you know, I didn't I didn't see anything in that, that article that would, would give any, um, you know, credibility to that you know, like you said, anonymous stuff and, right. and, and no factual stuff. Wilson, Wilson's a really good player and, you know, what, three-time All-Stars, only a couple of those in Chicago Cubs history. Um, I think the frustration on my end always comes with losing and trying to find ways to do that. So um, that's probably all I have to say about that. Did you talk to him at all? Or do you, I mean, do you wait till you play him and then you tell him, or how does that work? Uh, uh, yeah, I talked to him after he signed his contract. I didn't talk to him. I, I don't. I don't call people because somebody wrote an article, okay. you know, fair like enough. that doesn't, yeah, uh, I think I've got a relationship with Wilson uh, that goes way back a lot deeper than being his manager. So uh, I called him to congratulate him on his contract. We talked for a little bit, uh, wished him the best and, and told him we were going to try to kick his butt when we played him. And he, <laughs> he, he, re, he reiterated the same. So um, yeah. Rossi, when it comes to, to pitching and obviously it always starts with pitching when it comes to, to winning games in, in major league baseball, can you take us through kind of the thought process of uh, trying to fill that that number five spot in, in the rotation until Kyle Hendricks gets healthy, and then why this team has had so much success navigating through so many different bullpen arms over the last few years, and and 
how you go about finding that right mix for you? Um, well, we got a couple of guys. I think some of the guys that put themselves on the map last year, Adrian Sampson had a really nice year. He'll be competing for that fifth spot um, along with Hayden Wisniewski, uh, Javier Saad. Um, we've got guys that are going to, you know, be in the mix for that, that back end of the rotation um, spot. And, you know, we've also done a really nice job to your point in the bullpen. These, you know, our front office and our pitching group identified some free agents that might be undervalued or have things that we can improve on or help with. I wouldn't say improve on, say help with. And then it's all about the players, man. The players go out and perform, you know, like no secret, Andrew Chafin, you know, Ryan Tapera, David Robertson, um, you know, I'm going to miss somebody. A lot of the, you know, uh, Michael Givens. Um, there's a lot of guys. Yeah, all these, like Chris Martin. All these guys coming in have had some success, and whether there's an injury history or um, some things didn't go right for the back end of a, uh, a half of a season, and um, I think we identified people that we don't want to give up on, and, and we don't. We're not always right, uh, and I I would I say we as a group. I'm not identifying those guys. They give me those guys, and we try to, with me and Tommy and um, CY and uh, Dan Moscos and, and our group, we try to set guys up for success and what their strengths and weaknesses are and put them in the right spot to succeed. And um, we've done a nice job of that. That's also very much year to year. And at the end of the day, the players got to go out and perform, and um, they've done a really nice job of that. So I would love to give – the credit to our organization that's done a nice job of doing that, but uh, the real credit goes to the players. David, love talking to you. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. Yeah, always. You have a great day. You too. That is David Ross. He uh, he used to be on with us the last time his, his final year as a player. So we got to go through the World Series ride with uh, talking to Rossi once a week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.